Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. With One Sonic. High definition audio noise cancelling headphones designed in Ireland. Visit onesonic.com. This is News Talk. Welcome to Tech Talk. Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, Derek Riley talks us through the new EVs coming to Ireland from both Kia and Tesla. The man behind Massage Guns Ireland will talk about building his online business from Mayo and the importance to him of brand ambassadors. Plus, we'll hear about the Irish digital platform that is working to connect people around the world for fun social occasions at this very strange time. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Twitter at JessKellyNT. Uh, before we kick off the show, need to acknowledge that this is a big weekend for online shopping. We had Black Friday and we now have Cyber Monday on Monday. Uh, we have done quite a lot of gift guides over the last number of weeks here on News Talk. If you missed any of them, you can check them out on the News Talk app powered by GoLoud. Just search for technology on the Pat Kenny show and you will see them there. I was also on OTBAM with Jer and Owen during the week talking through um, some of the best Black Friday deals that I spotted. Uh, and we have been talking about keeping yourself safe online at this time of year because as I've said a few times now, but not every deal is a deal. Not every website is safe to shop on. And not every text message that you get purporting to be from a delivery company is legitimate. So if you are shopping online this weekend or at any stage, really, just be extra vigilant. Research the brands and the outlets that you're about to buy from before you, you know, go through a full transaction. And um, Make sure you are very, very careful with your credit or debit card information. I often use the virtual card on my Revolut app. I find it very, very useful. And then the final thing is, if you do get texts purporting to be from delivery companies, just be super cautious when it comes to opening them. My advice, honestly, would be don't click on the link. If it's that urgent, they will find a way to get in touch with you. Um, I just would be super cautious. Um, so I, that's me being the buzzkill around one of the most exciting shopping weekends of the year. Um, but I do think it is worth flagging at this stage. Um, as I said, all of the offers that we've been talking about, all of the Christmas gift guides and everything else, you'll find them all on Newstalk.com or on the Newstalk app powered by GoLoud. Uh, but we're going to kick off this week's Tech Talk with electric vehicles. We've been talking about EVs for quite some time on the show um, and I'm very excited to see that more and more brands are bringing out you know, they're adding to the range the entire time and they're trying to cater to different cohorts of the population. So it's not all just the high-flying, ridiculously expensive cars. There does seem to be, or there, there's an attempt to ensure that there is one for everyone. And Derek Riley of the EV Review Ireland YouTube channel joins us once again. Um, Derek, what's on the agenda this week? We have a menu of two options this week, Jess. We have the beautiful Kia EV6 uh, just come to the Irish market and a bit late to the game and it's been out in the US for a long time. Uh, we have the Tesla Model Y. Which would you like first? I'm really excited and interested in the Kia um, because, you know, the Tesla stuff it is exciting and we know it's great and we know how good they are. But... I am more intrigued by what companies like Kia are doing at the moment. Uh, so let's start with the Kia. 
start with the Kia. So Kia is a sister company for Hyundai. That's the parent company. And then you've got Kia, and then you also have a premium brand called Genesis. Why I'm saying all of this is what they've done is said, right, rather than each company doing its own platform, they've come up with the EGMP GMP platform, which means they're all going to share the one skateboard platform, four wheels on the corners and the batteries in the middle, and they just plonk, their, they don't just plonk, they securely attach the body on top of it, but you're, 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 the difference is the design and some of the features. Yeah, it's a lovely looking car, isn't it? Really nice. I had it for the week and the reviews are up on my channel. Um, it is such a head turner. Now, Jess, not everybody likes the look of it. Really? I thought it was really nice. Really look, I think it looks stunning. And uh, it's sister from the Hyundai group, the Ionic 5. Um, and we talked about that in the past. I have friends, family, anybody who looks at it. It's pretty much a 50-50 split. 50% will really like the Kia. I think it's really nice style and aggressive, et cetera, et cetera. And some really like the Ionic 5 with its retro hatchback kind of form factor on it. So, yeah, I was surprised how much down the middle it was. Yeah, what I took from my initial look at it when I saw the images first up, there's quite a few angles on it, isn't there? You know, it does look a little bit angular. So, it probably isn't for everyone, but it's not a boxy, boring looking car at all. Yeah, it is a big car. And even I've got an underground car parking space where I'm living and uh, it's tight to squeeze it in now, to be quite honest. It's wide and it is long. And that's the benefits of developing a vehicle from the scratch. You're not taking an engine out and putting batteries in. They were able to design it around it. So it's it's large, again, like the Ionic 5 and like a lot of electric vehicles. Uh, it has a presence on the road. They, they classify it as a crossover compact crossover is the terminology uh, so yeah. it's not quite down like a saloon or a sedan it is between that and an suv so it's you're kind of sitting up in a higher position but yeah definitely bigger aerodynamic uh, and as you mentioned it has a lot of designs increases in it yeah they definitely they didn't hold back and, and it's great to see it Mm, okay, let's talk about the internals on this car. The more I look at the images of the inside, the less I like it. And I don't know if that's just me being pernickety. Um, it doesn't look quite as luxurious, if I dare say, than some of the cars that we've spoken about um, in the last little while. But is it just me or is, it, is there quite a lot of plastic in this one? Um, probably the pictures aren't doing it any favours. There is a bit of gloss black going on. There is a bit of plastic going on. And a lot of manufacturers have to use plastics just to keep that weight down. But there is, um, the model I had was the GT line. And so in Ireland, you've got two versions, the Earth model, which is the entry level, and then the GT line. Bit of styling in the differences, and we'll talk about down the line what the actual differences are. But overall, it's a very well put together and the majority of materials in the cabin and the cockpit are of a standard that I would be saying, Do you know what, this is as good as as your German manufacturers. There's no rattles, there's no, there are some plastics, but I'd be very happy paying the money for what I'm getting. You mentioned there about the cockpit. So you have two monitors in front of you. Now, the one thing that jumped out at me and Again, this is just me being me, um, but they're not evenly spaced across the entire dash. It's kind of like three quarters of the way across the way. Is that how it appears in real life as well? This is um, driver focused, not totally, but it is curved from the driver in front of the driver. So that 12.3 inch screen in front of the driver. And then there's another 12.3 inch screen, both landscape. 
beside each other, but they're curving towards the driver. Now, if you were sitting in the passenger seat, you could still operate the central screen. It's touch screen. They actually have a lovely feature on it, Jess, where it's a kind of a matte coating. So it kind of reduces the, uh, the fingerprint magnets that are out there. And I know a lot of uh, phones and tablets you can buy uh, screen protectors for, it, but this one has a lovely coating on it so it doesn't reflect every fingerprint and every smudge. Um, and then underneath it, they have a lovely feature, kind of a multifunction panel. So it's like a long little strip, touch sensitive as well, uh, but it rotates between either your heating and air conditioning units, press a button and it turns into your um, media center, your navigation, your radio, uh, whatever you're playing over your phone. So yeah, um, the cop put inside, I will get you into one of them, Jess, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the space inside because, you know, as I said earlier on, it is a big looking car from the outside. Is it true to form once you get in? Yeah, lengthwise. So when you're sitting down, plenty of leg room, whether it's driver or passenger, and then behind as well. I'm six foot two. So when I set the seat for me, I've got acres of space behind. One thing that some people are saying is because it is that compact crossover kind of shape, the height wouldn't be the tallest. And some people don't want that high tall SUV style shape, car, etc. But so height wise, it's not super tall, but lengthwise and width wise, my goodness, you couldn't get any bigger on the road. It's you definitely fit three adults in the back of it uh, comfortably. Um, so, yeah, any wider, you'd be crossing over the white line. But space wise, they've laid everything out and it's flat floors because it hasn't got that transmission tunnel and it's that flat battery packing underneath. Um, anybody can scoot between the left and right side and scoot in one door and scoot out the other door. And boot space? Really good. Yeah, over, I was going to give you the literages there. I'll give you the literages, Jess, so that you can think about it. 511 litres. What does that mean? Um, probably two big suitcases and a couple of small ones as well. So yeah, plenty of space in the boot. And this one, again, like the Tesla, and we're comparing it because people who are thinking about buying this car may consider the Tesla as well. Uh, even though the Tesla is coming in at a slightly more expensive price point, there is a front storage area. Now, Jess, can you remember what we called them the last time? No, I can't remember. And you didn't like it. it. So it's in America, they call them frunks because it's a front trunk. And over here, then some people call them fruits because it's a front boot. But Jess decided on front storage area in underneath the bonnet where the engine traditionally would go uh, on the Kia. You have two different versions. And Ireland at the moment, it's only rear wheel drive so that there is a larger front storage area. So it's deeper when they bring in the all-wheel drive, uh, because there'll be a motor up in the front section, that'll be slightly reduced, but it'll store your charging cables, it'll store bag of shopping, that kind of stuff. If you want a takeaway and it was a bit smelly, an Indian or a Chinese takeaway, you didn't want it in the car, some people put it in there as well. Okay, let's talk about the uh, the range and the performance as a car. Yeah, so range, you're talking over 500 kilometres, 528 is what they're saying, claimed. Uh, all manufacturers use what's called the WLTP standardized range. So they all put them through the exact same tests. So there is that base level. Now that test is done at a 25 or 28 degree temperature, which isn't what we get in Ireland on a regular basis. So the WLTP range, unfortunately, sometimes may not be always achieved. What they reckon for the Kia EV6 is what you're going to get. You're probably going to get around that 420 to 450 if you're easy on the throttle. So plenty of range. It's a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery and acceleration it'll go from zero to 100 not that you're going to be doing drag races going down to the shops or bringing the kids to school in 5.4 seconds okay so it is a powerful car with a pretty good range yeah good range good power and that's just the rear wheel drive then when you put the all-wheel drive it's got better traction and it has even more torquiness and um, so listen 
the power is there, the range is there, the space is there. Like it's ticking a lot of boxes and it's one vehicle like the Ionic 5, those two and the Tesla we're going to talk about now shortly that a lot of people are interested in because it's hitting, it's ticking a lot of boxes and that's what people wanted from electric cars since we've started chatting over the last couple of years. How much is it? <laughs> Straight to the point, Jess. Uh, the entry level in Ireland after grants is coming in at just around 50,000 euros and then the GT line, the one that I reviewed, is just coming in at just over 54,000 euros. You're getting a lot of car and a lot of tech for your book. You're getting your adaptive cruise control. You're getting your 360 cameras. And the Kia has a thing called V2L, vehicle to load. So you can put an adapter in the charging port and it has a three pin socket on it. And you can power your refrigerator. You could power your camping gear if you're off for the weekend and you wanted something uh, to camp lighting, air conditioning unit in your tent to blow up a castle for a kid's bouncy, for a bouncy castle for a kid's birthday party. And there's also a three pin socket in underneath the rear bench as well. So if you wanted to charge a laptop, so they're starting to use these cars and electric vehicles as mobile battery power banks. Uh, and so it's really great to see this um, ingenuity in the Kia. Yeah, like I, I, I like the sound of those like extra small things, because although it is a small thing, in reality, it could be the deciding factor for people. And I think as more of us embrace EVs, it will be those smaller things that will that could be a deciding factor for people. Um, Derek, do you think this will be a big seller here in Ireland? Yes, if they can get them. And it's going to start boiling down to We all talked about the semiconductor shortage and we're still living in that world. Uh, it's all down to the, which manufacturer either has control of their supply chain, had had banked away and not, everybody wants to be a lean manufacturer so they didn't have stockpiles of all of these things so who has the strongest contracts who can get the cars to market a lot of manufacturers are prioritizing the electric vehicle because they don't want to be hit with emission charges and and fines and levies so hyundai ionic 5 kia ev6 if, if they can get them into the country there's plenty appetite out there to buy them uh, and again very similar to the tesla model y that we're going to talk about so yeah we're going to see a lot more of them on the road yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing this one in person. Um, everything I read about it seems very, you know, high praise and so on. You can, of course, watch Derek's review up on the EV Review Ireland YouTube channel at the moment. Let's talk now about Tesla. Um, what's the difference between this one and every other one that exists? <laughs> so this is the Tesla Model Y. Hasn't been available in Ireland and the UK until now. Uh, has been in the US for the last couple of years and Tesla kind of have their own way in the US. They don't have a lot of the European brands. So we're kind of spoiled for choice here in Ireland. Why there's a lot of people interested in it. So we saw the popularity of the Tesla Model Y last year in Ireland. It was, the, sorry, the Model 3. It was the Ireland's best-selling electric vehicle, nearly 800 units sold. Going that way again this year, what the Model Y is, it's slightly longer, it's slightly wider, and it's a good bit taller. So space-wise internally, as much as the Tesla Model 3 was good, this is so much better. And the main difference between this and the 3, and if you take all of the models of Tesla, the S, the X, the Y, and the 3, that's why Elon wanted it, because it spells kind of sexy, S-E-X-Y, S-3-X-Y. But the difference between this and the 3, Jess, is the 3 is a sedan or a saloon, so it kind of has that boot that pops open. This is a hatchback, so the whole rear of the car opens up. You can get a lot more space into it. And this has the option of putting two seats in the rear. Not available yet, but has come out in the US, so we know it's coming. So this could potentially be a seven-seater. 
Yeah, I have to say, I like it looks pretty much like every other one that's on the market at the moment. Now, maybe that is just my uneducated eye. Um, what do we expect from this one? Again, over 500 acceleration, even faster than Kia EV6, 5.1 seconds. Luggage space, you're talking a good bit more now, whereas the Kia was over 500. This has nearly 854 litres. Just, it's so big inside, Jess. And again, I'm tall, no problem putting the seat for me person behind me no problem headroom this has a full panoramic sunroof whereas the kia you have to go for the gt line whereas this has got glass from the front all the way back to the hinge of the actual hatchback um looks wise yeah you, you it looks very similar to the three or the x but when you see it on the road yeah you'll definitely notice them so the kia that i reviewed and the ones that are available in Ireland at the moment are only rear wheel drive there will be an all-wheel drive coming Tesla have said, right, we're going to put it in only as long range, all wheel drive. So four wheel drive. This is coming in at around a price of around 69,000 euros plus. And Tesla changed their price depending on supply and demand. So as of recording, that's the price that's on the Tesla website. So there will be a two wheel standard range, what they call it, or rear wheel drive standard range coming. And that would be probably around about the, I'd say, a 5960. So when you look at the Kia for around the 55 for the two-wheel drive, again, they're going to be very similar. But yeah, 70,000 euros, so it's not cheap. But I know already there's a lot of orders gone in for these and they'll be coming onto Irish roads Q1, uh, probably March time. And they're coming at the moment. So at the moment, Teslas are made in the US and they're also made in China. The Giga Berlin factory is what they call it in Germany. What Elon Musk is, he wants a manufacturing base on each continent so you don't have to ship cars around the world. Germany will start coming online the start of next year. And so we'll be getting European built cars to be able to satisfy the market here in, in Europe. Um, so that's the price and the availability. Hmm, I, I would love to hear if you are thinking of buying uh, a car in the next six months or so. Techtalk at Newstalk.com is the email address. Are you planning to move to an EV or are you planning to upgrade your current EV? Uh, please do get in touch. I would love to hear what your key considerations are. Derek, for anyone who may be looking to move EV from the f- for the first time, what would be the, the key considerations um, before you make your first purchase? It's, you're working out your um, your average commute on a daily basis. So if you're able to charge, uh, if you have a, a house or an apartment where you can charge the car overnight, all you need to think about is what what are my normal average daily commutes? What do I need to get to work? What do I need to get the kids to school or go and get, get a bit of shopping? So if you know that I'll do no more than 200, 250 kilometers in a day and have a think about it, that's a lot of kilometers. So what do I need on a daily basis? What would I like to have in the battery? A lot of people think they need the biggest battery and we talked about this before, you don't need the biggest battery because all that's all you're doing is you're carrying around that big battery with you on the daily routes that you're doing. It's like buying a mobile phone or a laptop with a huge battery in it because you don't want it ever to run out. You, you don't need a huge battery in your phone or your laptop. You can have something that charges fast, that can be charged on a regular basis or so wherever there's a power socket. There are more chargers coming online being able to charge at home is a huge factor for a lot of people. And I understand that some people can do it on the public charging network, but really to have a comfortable experience with an EV, you need to make sure that you're able to charge it or have somewhere to charge it conveniently. So charging range, size of battery, and then it's down to, like you said, it's literally the menu of options is getting so much bigger, everything from your entry level, small city electric vehicles. And we're going to see more and more of those coming in all the way up to your performance models, your Kia EV6s, your Model Ys, and up uh, your your plus 100,000 
euro models and people go that's crazy money for an electric vehicle yes it's crazy money for any kind of car but if there are more electric vehicles on the road that means there's less polluting vehicles on the road and that's what we want in the end Absolutely. Well, look, if you do have questions about buying an EV, whether you're looking to upgrade, uh, email techtalk at newstalk.com and Derek will go through and tell you what you need to know and answer as many questions as possible. Uh, But again, you can head over to YouTube right now and check out the EV Review Ireland YouTube channel to see all of Derek's videos there. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Coming up next here on Tech Talk, we'll hear about a new Irish platform that is looking to be party central. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. On News Talk. With One Sonic. High definition audio noise cancelling headphones designed in Ireland. Visit onesonic.com. Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. You'll find me on Twitter at Jess Kelly NT or you can email any questions you may have to techtalk at newstalk.com. Now, I hate talking about it, but uh, the COVID situation isn't fantastic at the moment. This week saw a lot of companies around the country cancel Christmas parties and other gatherings that they had planned between now and Christmas, which is sad. But my next guest may have a solution in terms of bringing people together in a safe digital environment. That's a bit of crack, which is what we're all after. Uh, Brian McDermott is the director of Fuel and V-Stage. Brian, um, you're very welcome to the show. I'm sure a lot of people will have seen your work through Fuel over the last number of years, but may not have realised that it was you guys behind it. Can you just give us a bit of a rundown as to what exactly Fuel is and some of the scenarios in which we may have seen your work? Yeah, so Fuel is a creative production agency. Uh, We sit across film and events. Um, Our our roots are in in live events. And more recently, we've uh, we've, uh, established a lot of services in film production and in creative services around that. So um, this means we would do anything from producing large-scale festivals uh, to doing brand activations, being sponsorships, bringing brands to life uh, in the live environment through pop-up shops, through, uh, you know, retail uh, activations and all sorts of various ways that you've uh, encountered brands in your everyday life, especially in the entertainment uh, sphere. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, then we have a, a very large uh, service offering into employee engagement. So large employers would use us to build brand culture within the company. And we would do that through live experiences from conferences to parties to uh, all sorts of different celebrations, offsites and uh, different cultural expeditions like that. Obviously, and nobody needs me to say it now at this stage, but the last 20 months or thereabouts has shifted how everything that you've just mentioned there um, is is done. Like literally everything on your list has changed, whether that is a pop-up shop, whether it is a festival, a party, whatever. Talk to me how you've had to pivot and ensure that not only are you able to catch up with what's going on, but also stay ahead and continue to innovate in that time. Yeah, well, be, being a creative production agency, innovation is in our DNA. And, and we were obviously hit very hard at the start of the pandemic there in March 2020. Uh, our entire business pipeline fell off a cliff and our entire business was restricted and our hands were put behind our back, I suppose. So, uh, you know, we had to think very, very fast uh, and uh, and obviously adapt and change our methods, change our change our, 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 our core offering. Um, and we've done so very successfully. You know, as a result, we're, we're now at the other 
end of the pandemic. Well, hopefully we're at some sort of other end of the pandemic, but you know, our business is now twice the size that it was. Um, and uh, that was largely done through through the innovation uh, uh, that took place in the last couple of years in fuel. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, groups such as yourselves, because you are so innovative, you've probably embraced elements of the technology that now we're so reliant on for everything uh, pre-pandemic. And then it was, was it just a case then of expanding upon that and ensuring that you could still deliver all those different initiatives, but just purely in a digital fashion? Yeah, well, like, obviously, they've, everything has gone digital but no matter what restrictions are in place or otherwise we've always found a way to get some element of live in there too because the user experience is at the heart of what we do and and, and a live user experience is really really important but we've we found ways to do that all over the world we're now operating in in over 56 countries uh exporting you know well over half of our turnover uh, is coming from 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 you know uh international uh clients and that's because we've 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 found a way to do it remotely. Um, and whilst a lot of it is virtual on screen, there's still quite a bit of it that isn't as well because we're 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 also delivering gifts and delivering all sorts of thoughtful packages that might go along with the uh, event experiences that happen on online or in digital formats. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to work with a few members of your team in the last two months or so, just at different bits and pieces. And what I've realised is that everyone who was on the crew for the different events that I did. They were all singing, all dancing, jack of all trades. It was very much a, like very multi-talented individuals in a very um, dynamic team. Yeah, and that's that's the nature of it. It's the nature of the business. And, and, and the cool thing about the team is they were all uh, event professionals before and, and they've all evolved and, uh, and upskilled and become, you know, uh, experts in these digital formats. But what we always bring to it is, is, is a heightened user experience, a heightened sense of belonging to the event, connection with the other attendees. And, and we're still able to do that online. And you can talk about virtual fatigue all day long, but at the, at the end of the day, when the production is good and when, when, when the brand or the, uh, the client has invested in the experience, and they've done it in the right way, it still comes off really good. And there still is, uh, you know, a really, really good product there. And uh, and people are, are well able to still succeed. Yeah, so you've just hit your nail on the head of something that I really want to address with you because you mentioned there about digital fatigue or digital event fatigue and all the rest. And we've all been on Zoom calls that are so two-dimensional and people have the background that kind of gets caught in their hair and blurs out parts of their face if they're not wearing their glasses or whatever it is. There is a difference between doing a digital event and engaging the services of a digital production company to take it to the next level. There's a huge difference. And, and, and it's, it's the same as with a radio show or a podcast or a TV show. Some of them are, are brutal and really boring because nobody thought about it. And, you know, the first thing we do is think about it. And the first thing we do is, is come up with a really cool, creative way to engage this audience. We find ways to connect with them and we find ways to make it interesting. And we give them no excuse to turn around and go check their emails or do something else because what's going on on the screen is really entertaining. It's really vibrant. It's really it's speaking to them in a way that uh, their, their previous Zoom call or other, uh, you know, boring element may not have um and um you know there it's I, I i don't want to make it sound easy because it is quite hard but at the same time when you when you engage with the with the with the right companies such as ourselves uh you can make it look very easy but you can make it look fantastic as well and and i think you know that that is important there it's, it's worth investing in because 
uh, your audience wants you to. They want to be be spoke to in a certain manner, mm-hmm. um, and and people just demand that now. There's a higher, I suppose, standard out there now, and that's what uh, people expect. And if they don't get that, they'll log off and they'll just go and do something else. Yeah, and I think the longer this all goes on you know, the the higher that threshold gets for people's attention span and their time and just the physical ability to be able to sit in front of a screen. So if it's not captivating, you will lose people. Um, I want to hear more about VStage and like what exactly the function is of that versus what you do at Fuel. Yeah, so Fuel is, is, is as I said, creative production. So we produce the show we, in Fuel. We come up with the whole idea, what it is uh, and, and how it lives and, 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 you know, exactly how it's executed. Whereas VStage is our online platform. So it's an online tech tool that allows us to deliver these shows. So uh, VStage is essentially the, the platform online or the website that you go to when you register for, for the show or when you're logging in. Uh, and it's the environment in which you're uh, navigating through in order to uh, consume this content. And the content is produced by Fuel. So VStage is the uh, the online element to that. Um, and the interesting thing about VStage is we customize the platform to suit your content. So instead of just going on to the same old VStage every week for a different event, uh, VStage comes out looking very, very different every time you see it because it's tied into the production of that event. The look and feel of what's on the screen will also be reflected in what you see in the platform. It'll be reflected in your comms. It'll be, I suppose, carried the whole way through, which which accounts for a much more cohesive user experience. Um, and then the second thing we do is, is custom security. So if you're working for an organization, a very large organization that might have um, I suppose uh, uh, fairly stringent policies around uh, InfoSec, around IT security and around cyber security, VStage is able to adapt to that. We have a really, really well uh, oiled uh, security team who are able to work with you to make sure that every element of the event uh, not only adapts but complies completely with the uh, with the policies of the company. So you're not going to have someone basically Zoom bombing your whatever the event may be? No. No, which is the nightmare scenario. So talk it to... is, but it's it's also the data as well. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're very good custodians of the data and, uh, and, and you know, that, those elements too. So it's not just people sneaking into the events. It's obviously the um, anything around that uh, and also the external sharing of information. It, talk to me about some of the, the examples of when and where companies can engage the, the VStage platform and utilize it to the full extent because every organization has their own internal comm system. So that, that could be like Slack, it could be Microsoft Teams, it could be Zoom meetings, whatever. So when yeah. do they tap into what you're doing with VStage then? Uh, well, VStage, we, we take it to the next level. So we're essentially your venue online. It can be used for everything from Friday evening entertainment to a Monday morning uh, bit of meditation or yoga class. It can also be used for town halls. Uh, it can be used for, you know, a company address from the leadership team. Uh, it can be used for expos and conferences. So just last week, we had a whole bunch of small to medium enterprises uh, in doing a full expo for a very large multinational financial company. And all of their staff were able to go in there. And it was like being at a fair where you're able to buy from small to medium enterprises and buy their products, meet the owners of the products, uh, the vendors, and, and, and discuss the products with them, get some discounts, all that sort of stuff. And really, really successful. So we're able to create any kind of style of corporate event, um, but we obviously do it on a digital format. And as we're developing now and as people are starting to consider coming back, 
into the office's environment, uh, we have a really nice uh, suite of hybrid products as well, which are going to blend the live and the digital experience together. In terms of the, say, for example, like an expo, can you create different rooms? So, you, you don't, again, recreating that in-life feel where you've got, you know, the entrance hall, then you can go into exhibit hall A and you can see speakers on the main stage. You can go into exhibit hall B and see vendors or whatever it is. Yeah, we can we can create environments like that. Um, they're reasonably popular. Sometimes people prefer navigating through more traditional methods of maps and other things. Uh, but yes, uh, environments with avatars and, and all that sort of stuff are, are, are very much doable. Um, and uh, and we, we, we have done that. Um, but uh, I suppose a, a, a kind of a, a good variety of content is what we found is, is very successful. So you might have a main stage going on, then you might have a networking lounge, um, then you might have some breakout rooms and various different talks, things going on there. And then you have your expo as well. And sometimes people in the expo may be speaking on the main stage, then they're going to go back to the expo area. People can navigate around, move around as if they're in a big, huge conference. Um, and then also we make everything available for replay so that the event lives on for another two weeks afterwards. And if you missed out on anything, it's there. You can catch it um, and uh, replay it again. So. In terms of the, the lead-in time for this, because it sounds like a, a brilliant operation, but it sounds like a big operation, particularly when you are curating the content to ensure that each of those different virtual rooms has something worth sticking around for. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it it depends on the size of the event, obviously. Uh, but if it's within our current feature set, you know, it, it takes us a week or two to to get it together. On V stage uh, with fuel and the and the production side, it very much depends on the on the 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 the, the depth of, of the content that we're offering. Um, so it's it's you know how long is a is a piece of string for that. But but we've had events that we've been planning for you know, four, five, six months that have gone to 52 countries and 40,000 people and crossed over 27 hours with eight different time zones and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and, and then you'd have smaller ones that might just be uh, on a Friday afternoon and they only take 20 minutes and they're on the main stage and the CEO and the leadership, leadership team might make, make a speech, say a few words, and then we'll have a bit of music afterwards. People will enjoy it. They'll engage with each other, and you know, then they're 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 back into their free time after that, and it's a nice experience. It's it really does depend on the uh, the, the the client's needs and objectives. But um, one thing uh, we found is less is more sometimes as well. And you go in, do something short, snappy that works well, and everybody thanks you for it afterwards. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you just you mentioned there about um, hybrid events. Going forward, do you think that we will see a greater blend of the in-person and the virtual across the board? Or do you think that people will lose the run of themselves when we can all travel freely and get together in huge numbers and just do the in-person thing? Yeah, like I I, I think if it was all going to go back to the way it was, you know, we'd certainly have a a cliff edge finish to a pandemic, which, which I think is fairly well ruled out at this point. So I, I think it'll be, it'll certainly be gradual as we've already begun experiencing um, and there will be steps backwards every now and again especially like the past few weeks um, and as a result the blend of live uh, and, and, and online is, is going to live on and I think it will evolve and, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere um, but attending an event is just going to be different there's going to be a digital option in your pocket in your phone um, and you'll be able to consume a bit of it in advance you'll be able to look at what might be there at the moment that you're not attending. So you might be at one stage while you can 
open up on your phone and have a look and see what's happening on another stage. And then you might look and go, I don't really like that. So I don't think I'm going to go there. I might just go over to the expo hall or go somewhere else. Mm. And, you know, when you get home and you think you've missed something, you might pick it up and go, okay, I'll watch the replay. And overall, you've now engaged with this event before, during and afterwards on a digital format. And, um, you know, it might not feel like a hybrid experience, but that's that's what a hybrid experience is going to be. So, you know, it's it's not as complicated or different or, I suppose, uh, alien as it might sound, Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, a lot of people are already doing it when you go to watch sport. That's kind of what's happening, Uh, like watching sport on TV and live has always been hybrid and that's been going on for years where people will uh i suppose consume some of the sport live and then they might go home watch replays or you know engage elsewhere with other topics to do with it um so that's really kind of i suppose where it's heading for all events um and 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 these digital formats are accelerating that process and they're making it much more possible and thankfully there's some awesome technology available now to to do it Absolutely. Well, look, the company again, uh, there's Fuel and there is uh, V-Stage. If you want more information, you can visit fuelhq.ie. Brian McDermott uh, of Fuel, thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Jess. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. On News Talk. With One Sonic. High definition audio noise cancelling headphones designed in Ireland. Visit onesonic.com. Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Tech Talk at Newstalk.com is the email address if you want to get in touch or you'll find me on Twitter at Jess Kelly NT. And while I'm giving a contact information, uh, there is a new email address that you can get in touch if you are having some consumery issues. So for example, if you run into trouble over Black Friday or Cyber Monday in terms of being ripped off, not getting the product that you ordered, facing unexpected fees, Maybe you're being ripped off by your service provider. Whatever it is, you can email consumer at newstalk.com. We have a team of experts who are manning that email account to get to the bottom of whatever issue arises for you. So again, it is consumer at newstalk.com. Now, over the last few weeks here on Tech Talk, we've been profiling different Irish businesses uh, because it's great to support local and support our brilliant businesses in the lead up to Christmas. And I'm delighted to be joined now by Shane Gaffney of Massage Guns Ireland. Shane, you're very welcome to Tech Talk. Yours is a product that I have seen quite a bit on Instagram and I'm always intrigued by it, but I don't know a whole lot about it. So to begin with, can you just explain what the Massage Guns are? Hi Jess, yeah, so um, massage guns are something that have kind of taken off over the last couple of years in Ireland, now they were big in America, maybe a couple of years before that, and then into the UK, but basically what they are is a device you can use to relax yourself, so if you have tension in your muscles, or if you're sore after a gym session, use it for two or three minutes on each muscle and it helps to ease the DOMS and get the blood flowing again and have you ready to go again the next day. This is something that we've spoken about, um, sort of different tech that can help um, people, whether it's with their average gym routine, if it's people with different ailments, um, obviously athletes and so on, uh, with Ashling O'Reilly here on Tech Talk. But talk to me a little bit about the science and the research behind it, because a lot of people will experience little niggles and so on when they're training or if they're just going out for a run. So how does this work and is it applicable to those who are both, you know, novice runners as well as the, the top uh, athletes? Yeah, so I have found 
in the last couple of years from general feedback from customers that when I first started, I just, I played Gaelic. So I assumed that was going to be my market that I'd be looking at all your Gaelic footballers, soccer players, hurlers, all the likes. So I found that they obviously were first to buy it. And then they were coming back to me saying that their parents who would be sore from just literally working all day long, standing at a desk where they'd have a tightness in their back or their shoulders had been using their massage guns and they were actually coming back to me to order for their parents, which then was like a whole new market to me. So that was something I learned very early that it wasn't just for people that play sports. So what the gun would do is you've tension in your muscles or if you're, if you don't have great blood flow to an area, when you use the gun for 30 seconds, a minute, it actually helps get the blood flow into that area and there helps release the tension in the muscles and kind of kickstart everything going again for you. And they're small enough, aren't they? Because again, just, and I haven't used one, but just having looked at the, the images and the videos online, it isn't something that you'd need a degree to operate. No, you don't. They're very simple to use. I have three different types I've brought out in the last two years, but they go and they, they vary in size. You have your larger ones, which would be the 2.0 gun I sell. It'd be for your someone that's probably very active, doing a lot of gym, a lot of cycling, a lot of sport. Then you have your 1.0 and your mini. Now, the mini for me is the, it's the, it's the one that people are actually surprised by the power of because it's the size of your mobile phone and it's got the same power as the 1.0, which would be my original massage gun. And people get blown away by the actual power of it because it's so small, they're nearly afraid to think that something so small is going to be able to last and give a proper deep massage, which it actually can. Is there a technique to using it, though? Because the one thing that can sometimes happen is people see different devices, they watch a tutorial on YouTube or Instagram, and then they end up causing themselves more harm because they don't use it right. Yeah, so what's recommended is to literally only use it for two minutes on each muscle because you, if you go over that, you're overdoing it and you're nearly putting too much pressure on your muscles. So if you start, when you first get one, you should start for about 30 seconds in each muscle. Do it every day rather than doing a half an hour session on the one muscle where you'll probably be sore the next day. It's like going to a physio. If a physio rubs the one spot for an hour, you're, going, you're not going to be able to walk the next day. So like most physios will give you exercises and stretching. So the massage gun can actually be used in the same way as a part of your exercise regime from a physio and then in the long term it'll help reduce the actual amount of injuries you could could be getting and stuff from sport running gym sitting at a desk sitting in your car so it's it's able to it's a tool to help rather than replace the physio that's the most important thing Mm. I mentioned there at the top that I've seen it quite a bit on Instagram. Um, You don't have a physical store so tell me a little bit about the business side of things and the business model that you have. Yeah, so I started just over two years ago now. I first seen them in, as I've seen in America and England, and I had just done my third ACL injury. So I just, I was hoping to find something that would help with the pain I'd have in my muscles after. Couldn't find them anywhere in Ireland. Tried to buy one in America and it was like $400. And then there was going to be customs of 25% they were saying on it. So then I said, this is an opportunity for someone to start in Ireland. So I went and sourced five or six different type of the massage guns, got lucky that I knew a physio in with the Connacht Rugby team and they trialed them for me for about a month 
and then they put in an order for over 10 after they trial them, which kind of gave me the confidence to go on with the business. So then I had to build out a website as quick as I could. And then obviously trying to bring in stock the whole time, keeping ahead of stock while also working a full-time job. So it was, it was a learning curve at the start, whereas I was working a full-time job and also trying to run this website, Instagram page, look after emails, customer support to do everything while working a full-time job and also around the same time as well. So me and my wife, so it's been, it's been a roller coaster. And then of course, COVID came, which was another experience for anyone that's owned a business here in Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you have aspirations to open a traditional store or is the online business sufficient for something like this? Um, it, It's just, it's a tough one to know. Like obviously, Gym Plus Coffee is someone I'd, you'd look up to business like that where they started online and then they start their pop-up. So I would love to next year if things are a bit better that I can have more pop-ups like events, CrossFit events and all these kind of fitness shows that were supposed to be on the last two years. I would have been going to them, putting up a stall and stuff like that, but all of them got cancelled. So hopefully next year, that's something that I will be able to add to it. And then you never know where it goes from there. Like it's it's a tough one to know, you know, when you're when you're an online business and you're the only one really involved in the business, apart from a couple of people helping you. It's it, it to open up a shop probably entails a lot where you ha- I'm based in Mayo and like you probably need to be in Dublin to viably open a shop. So it is something pop up shops first and then you can kind of know where to go from there is what I would be hoping. Mm, you know, it's such a familiar story with entrepreneurs who they have something, it works, but it's just t- like it's deciding what to do next. And obviously a global pandemic in the mix isn't really helping the situation, but you are continuing to grow. Um, and I know that you have brand ambassadors who genuinely do believe in the product. They use the product and they also demo the product from your side. That must be an incredibly valuable asset to have. Oh, like I'm so grateful for the ambassador I have. I have Ian O'Connell, Colin McShane, Charlene Mosley, Kate Doherty, Jess Redden, and just to name a few, Orlo Dwyer as well in Australia, who actually has a few of the guns over there with their team down there. Like it's obviously having people that are able to explain, as you said there on their Instagram pages, rather than me as a company saying, this is what it does. When you have people that are actually using it and saying what it does, I get people then coming to me saying, oh, I seen it on their socials. They messaged me back and said they love them, which is a big thing for me. Like it's grand for someone to be promoting something as an ambassador, but when they actually take their time to reply to people that message them about it and give their honest opinion, that's what helps build my business. Like obviously my customers for me are the most important thing because if they're not recommending my product, they're not going to sell. So that's the biggest thing with an online business as well. It's the the community are developing and like we try to look after as many of the upcoming athletes in Ireland as well so we'd be looking out for people that are doing well in their sport we'll contact them and send them out a massage gun to see if it helps them and then they obviously go and recommend to people in their clubs as well so it all kind of snowballs off ambassadors which is great for me in terms of um we're like we're coming up to Christmas now a lot of people will be shopping online, looking to support Irish companies and so on. Um, have you felt the, the pressures with that or are you excited to see the traction that you're getting? I know, like, obviously, it's, it's great to see that the, the hard part is predicting what's going to happen because mm. 
Like it's just, it is very, the times the minute are very, they're all over the place, sorry. Like you don't, when you're pre-ordering stuff six months in advance and then you hear that there's a potential another lockdown coming and people are now worrying about buying things and keeping your money. So it is, it's it's hard to keep ahead of it at the minute because you just don't know what's happened six months down the line. Mm. But as I said, like it's, I have a Black Friday sale there on the minute and the response has been massive to it. Like it's the biggest sale I have done since I started the business and it's just been going since last Friday till next Friday now but it's every day it's it's I put the smile on my face and I wake up and see the amount of orders I have which knows I'll be able to continue this business for another year and then hopefully work on more products or even other businesses and things like that because once you get the bug of being an entrepreneur it's awful hard to to go back to the real world (laughs) working for someone else when you know what it's like to actually be your own boss and make your own decisions and do all that kind of stuff. I can only imagine. Well, look, it's great to hear the success story uh, coming out of Mayo with the company. Again, it's called Massage Guns Ireland. Uh, Shane Gaffney, thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Thanks a million, Jess. And that is all we have time for this week. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the News Talk app powered by GoLoud. A quick reminder that all of our gift guides that we've been doing on the Pat Kenny Show here on News Talk over the last wee while are available right now on Newstalk.com. We have three different price brackets done so far. We will continue with the recommendations over the coming weeks. Uh, but as I said, if you do have any questions, Email us now, techtalk at newstalk.com, and I will do my best to get through as many as I can. That's it from me. John Fardy's up next here on News Talk. I'll chat to you next week.